So we talk about Chipotle a lot on this show, right? Checks out. With neither of us being terribly being fans, actually, I don't think I've ever gone to Chipotle in a personal context. Like it's usually something that a group gets for you or is like a, a, a work, like this is something we order in. Oh, the, the, fr- the front wall house regularly goes. Interesting. It feels like there's so many fancier, like fast casual options that would be up your alley. We, well, we, we do both. There's, there's, I mean, there's, there's a lot of um, takeout Mexican food consumed in this house. And yeah, it, it's a mix of Chipotle and a mix of, of more local stuff. It, it's almost two different food groups. Wait, what? <laughs> well, it, it's, I don't know, like you're, you're either in the mood for Chipotle or you're in the mood for real food something a bit more <laughs> a bit more authentic is how i was gonna put it but yeah okay well because that's the pro that's the thing about chipotle so uh, uh, okay we'll get to what i was gonna talk about before in a minute but like it's not the price tag approaches what real food would cost like taco bell you kind of talk about like the android of mexican food like you you it's it's cheaper yeah but you know what you're giving up and sometimes i don't know what the <laughs> is this you know what i mean like I, don't, I maybe uh, the I don't know what you're the, not. Just the, to be clear, though, you're not bucketing Chipotle and Taco Bell together, are you? I'm saying they're pretty close. Mm. Like what? They're mm. they're different. They're different tiers of. Be- okay, so we're gonna ignore. What's the thing? Is there a way I can make a joke about the? Did they have an E. coli outbreak? Is that could uh, could there be a connection to Android malware? I don't know. This is this is not a good joke. We'll but, we'll, we'll, we'll work on that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, punch it up and post but um no there's like a, yeah like taco bell's the bottom of the barrel but you know what you're getting and sometimes like you're you're in a weird city in oregon and everything's closed and you go to taco bell and you get yourself a locos taco and you're like this this is better than i expected but my expectations were so low and it's and it's so bad so that's like it's a good poll for long time listeners nice oh no that's that when i think of that because also my new well, uh, well, nah, well, we'll skip the part. But no, my my most visceral memory of uh, Taco Bell is kind of I had just finished driving like ten hours to Eugene, Oregon, and because it's Oregon, or or actually no, I, I who who am I talking about? Everything in San Francisco closes at eight thirty. It's 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 not a real city, but like it was, it, it, nothing was open, and there was the Taco Bell, and I ordered just a grab bag of stuff, including a Crunchwrap Supreme, which is allegedly good food, but it's not. But um, yeah, it's Taco Bell suffers from the it doesn't look like what the picture is. And it never looks even it, like it's so many orders of magnitude, not even close to what the picture looks like. Yeah. All, all of the fast food chains are guilty of that, but you're right. Oh, Taco, Taco Bell, Bell. Is, is particularly egregious. Yeah. Well, like it's just, it's some meat slurry. Like, it, well, cause the, <laughs> uh, sorry, I didn't have my show. My, my show I was going to say, yeah, I got to get, get an early start. Um, prime the pump as they say. Um, uh, what was I going to say? I had coffee late in the day, so that's why I'm still energetic. This, I'll keep this up for little, 20 little, minutes. A little punchy. <laughs> a little bit. But, like, but ta- Taco Bell, because the weird thing is, and this is very much not not green or not sustainable, um, when was the last time you had a Taco Bell product or, like, a, a Locos taco? Gosh, it's it's been a really, really long time. My my former employer, who, who you know, um, in the East Bay, there was a location oh, yeah, yeah. Um, fairly close to that that I, every once in a while I would go to, and that if you're having a that, bad day, because <laughs> well, Taco Bell's not good day food. Taco Bell's not celebratory. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was probably the last one that I went to, and that's been um, 
well, almost half a decade. At least, at least six years now. So yeah. Well, because do you, but back then, or at least I can I can confirm that in the past like three years, they um, the Locos Taco comes in a like a cardboard, like a cardboard thing to yeah. it, it doesn't mm-hmm. get like a like the traditional like little um super thin paper Tish, wrap. the it, tissue it has, paper wrapper yeah 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 it, it yeah it comes like like an air tag I don't know it, it has its own bespoke thingy anyway uh, Taco Bell's not good but but I guess my my thesis was or my supporting evidence was that Chipotle is barely any better because oh, it's not how really it's not good because the only part the only good part of Chipotle is they have those lime chips but mm-hmm. the the problem is that they and I, I assume all fast food restaurants have to do this but they have the like it's very prominent the, oh, the calorie the calorie count, count. yeah and then sure you think do. like but then it's like the only good part of Chipotle is that they have those lime chips but then it tells you, oh yeah, the lime chips and guacamole is like adding like the eighteen thousand calories, and then well, fucking why? Why? I, then I'm I'm just gonna go outside, and like no, no. So just no. I'll, I'll go to the Whole Foods hot bar across the street where they don't where they the calories are somewhere, but it's much in smaller print, and I'll just get like two of the the sad Whole Foods pizza slices, and it's probably the same level of bad for you, but it feels less bad. Yeah, you don't you don't know about it. Well, anyway, I, so it's, it's, yeah, I, we could do a whole show on this. I, 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 we have, I, I guarantee we have. Yeah, pro- probably. Um, I, I, I like, I like Chipotle. It's, it's a fairly regular, um, uh, item here in the house, and then it's, it's a well, very it's a much, a, it, it's, a, it's a go-to on the road for sure. Well, yeah, because it's, it's an, it's a known quantity, and I, yeah. I feel like for you specifically, like, it, the, like even when it was, it was uh, housemate singular, um, like. It's Mexican food. Like it, it can. It, it's like that Jim Gaffigan bit of like, how many different ways can you make uh, uh, beans, pork, cheese, and tortilla? Like it just make it into different stuff. Like I, Mexican food's great, but that's that's a, that's a lot of it. But like it, it's extensible. Where and somebody who's sixty, thirty five, and two, like they, it, Chipotle meets a need for almost everybody. The addressable, the total addressable market uh, to put into. Uh, technology terms is 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 very is very broad yeah they they um some somewhat related to try to maybe bring it back a little (laughs) bit um sure more into this show there's a new location a bit north of here that's um one of their like kind of the chipotle lanes yeah exactly so it's kind of like the digital is it the one store by by costco exactly yeah where is they yeah. have what looks like a drive-through, but you you can't actually order that way. Like you can only drive through there if you're picking up a previously made order that that you ordered mm-hmm. online, which I have to imagine causes a lot of confusion for them. But oh, totally. <laughs> but but that's also oh man. Because so I can we this does this is no there's no opposite concern for you. So I'll, I'll like so this is you're talking about the one in Nevada, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So on that one. So that used to be a Chevy's and it's, it's yes, now this, so right. it's, the, it's this weird hybrid. So one, there's also this new place there. Don't ask me how I know it's called like, it's some Joey, the Greek. What, what is, there's, a, there's a, there's a Jamba juice. There's a Greek place. And, but like it, they, they else. segment, they segmented up an old Chipotle where it's now like a Kentaco hut, even though it's not all owned by young brands. You're aware of what a Kentaco, a Kentaco hut is. It's Kentucky Fried Chicken, Pizza mm-hmm. Hut, yep, and 
Taco Bell, right? Yep. 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 In, in the Midwest and the East Coast, they, they have those where they don't even bother pretending it's not just conglomerate food. They're like, yeah, this all came out of the same truck. What it's, do you care? It's all, it's all made out of the same six ingredients. <laughs> exactly. And it's, it's like, yeah, you, 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 they put the stock ticker on the front door. It's like, yeah, if you want to invest in this, yeah, go for it. But no, but that's the weird thing. So one, Chevy's, RIP. Yeah, RIP. It's not, but yeah. it's not good. But Chevy's is, this is, oh man, you've been to El Torito in Orange County before, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. They, one thing that's criminally under undercover like like it's like it's a new, a new story uh underrepresented in northern california is uh, the delicacy that is known as fried ice cream mm. and chevy's was never good food but they did have the closest thing to an el torito fried ice cream that i could find in the bay area so now you got to go to emeryville if you want that and also i'm, I'm middle-aged so i should not be having fried ice cream on a regular basis anyhow but you know our um our dinners used to not be quite as fancy as they are these days and like i mean there was an olive garden involved our first year in san francisco but i don't oh, our mean you and me okay yeah, yeah you okay. you and me hmm. um no not the royal we like the literal you and me um uh i don't think i don't think we ever went to a chevy's together which is which is too bad because i don't think there there like aren't any more around us right uh they're in emeryville Oddly, oh, okay. kind of well. So, and actually, oh, that, oh, that brings yeah, me back. yeah, the one that's on the water there, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's the other thing where I need to one. Well, that's an offline topic, but no, but I need to. I it's been on my to do list forever. I gotta go to that Pacifica Taco Bell. Like again, the food's bad, but I've been oh, told yeah. that like it is. I've, cool. I've still never been. I, I drive down to Santa Cruz like three times a year because it's the I I appreciate that it's the closest thing NorCal has to Santa Barbara, and yeah, I always think like yeah, that'd be that'd be fun. And I, that's one of the cantina ones, so you can get one of those gross, uh, like vodka Mountain Dew things, or like the boozy Mountain Dew. So yeah, yeah. So I've I've been to both the Pacifica Taco Bell and the Las Vegas Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. The I, I'm sure this was a topic on the show years well, you ago talked about when the, I went the, the weddings. Y- yeah, so they're, they're, that's the the Vegas one's got the chapel up uh, up top, and I was kind of excited to see that, and it, it was really disappointing. It's really small, <laughs> and it's just it's just it's not. It's not a great setup, but the Pacifica one is is fantastic. It lives up to the hype. It's really neat. Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe we'll yeah we'll we'll pencil that in someday. We'll see. Food food but, just um, food tastes better when you eat it on the beach too. That's just science. Yeah. I I, I will I will I will co-sign that because again like if, if again in Bay Area local people you go you go to the avenues you go to the outer sunset. Um, and you get yourself some coffee at Andy Town, and you get yourself a breakfast sandwich at Devil's Teeth, and you just walk along Ocean Beach, and it's it's yeah, everything there, tastes better. There can you go. can confirm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um. So I forgot where. We, so yeah, okay. So Chipotle is barely food. That's the the point. I guess my point is, it just it's not. It's it's ex, Taco Bell is more expensive than you think it is, but Chipotle is it's costly and it's just not that good. Like I feel like you can spend thirty percent more and get better food and that's that's the part that bugs me about chipotle it's it, it, it commands too high a price for what is barely better than fast food it's not bad but it's just not you know it's, it's the, the 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 what you're what you're spending is not uh present in the food so anyway so so angry it's fine it's it's it is what it is the sorry i don't know why i'm saying it's fine to my own opinion that i agree with <laughs> um so let me send you a link this is uh, 15 minutes ago, this is what I was going to talk about. Chipotle.com. Um, no, uh, the failing New York Times. I'm, oh man, I'm, I'm so, I, 
I'm uh, very at odds with the Times reporting recently. But anyway, this was from a while ago. Uh, if you had to guess, what do you think uh, Chipotle calls the busy season of being a Mexican restaurant? Oh, I have, I have no well, idea. Well, I just sent you the links. So obviously, now you know. Oh. So it's called... So apparently the period, so second, uh, so the second graph of this uh, Times article, the company said in a statement that it was preparing for what it described as, quote, burrito season from <laughs> March to, yeah, I fucking hate it, uh, from March to May when it ha- typically has most of its business. I actually don't believe that's true. I, I, I don't think the, like, this is not like Apple's fourth quarter. Like, this is that, no, you're not selling all your burritos in two years. You maybe what, have what a- is it? What is it about March? through may that makes Chipotle I, I, more crowded i don't get no that. all i'm thinking is is uh cinco de mayo and that's it that is not you're not somehow like quadrupling your sales in like a single like that's just no you probably have a busier day than normal but there's not like saint patty's day is not a big uh barbacoa bowl type situation so no i i just i vehemently disagree with this a, a, a um, spokeswoman for Chipotle said in an email that the company frequently had the most sales in the spring because of, quote, weather and daylight. She added that restaurants in college, college areas did well when school was in session. So the, the weather's good, there's daylight savings time, and college kids are still in school. So you combine those things and you get Chipotle, or not Chipotle season, <laughs> burrito season. <laughs> um, no, I, I, God, fuck, I hate this. Um... <laughs> that's so that's uh, i'm gonna be thinking about that like the rest of no, the week that's so it's so dumb it's <laughs> no well because it because it's because it's bullshit because the thing is okay the increase in daylight no like even i i've been privately going on like i've just been super ever since i like with the pandemic like like i haven't been to the gym in forever like oh like all of my like exercise has been outdoor stuff so therefore the particularly this year the short days have just been absolutely just killing me mentally but so I very closely track when the sun rises and sunsets. Yeah, no, you don't get to good daylight until like, oh, you're really changing the slack. <laughs> right. um, um, you aren't getting into like peak daylight season until the summer, which is right when allegedly burrito season ends. So no, I, I, I disagree oh, but the, but with the you. College, the college kids aren't in school, though. But, but the college kids are all going home. And like, no, not, they're, they're, not they're, eating Chipotle, apparently. Oh, what? They're all having dinners with families? No, they're staring at their phones on TikTok. No. All right. So anyway, so the company opened up more than 200 rest. Yeah. Meh. I, I, I don't agree with this. Um, yeah. Pockets of wage. Yeah. I, I hate all of this. Anyway. So the busy period for Chipotle is called burrito season. Three, they have 3,000 locations in North America and yeah, have, wow, have plans to have 7,000. Wow. Huh, I I, I I didn't realize Chipotle was that big. Wow. Credit due where uh, or credit uh, credit given where it's due. Maybe again, it's bad food or it's very mediocre food. But they they navigated the whole we gave everybody E. coli thing pretty well. Like I mean, it, that could have been a, a business or like a, yeah, a, a business killer. And no, they 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 navigated around it. So good for them. I'd continue to convince America that their food is good, and so it's not. I'm doing some, like, just kind of quick Wikipedia searching here, because I was trying to think, mm-hmm. like, not really, like, all that long ago, it felt like, I mean, Chipotle was a thing, but, like, not, nah, it wasn't, I never thought of it as being, like, everywhere, and sure enough, it, like, yeah, in, it was... in 2006, they had 
five hundred locations. So just in a matter of a little over fifteen years, they've they've what, they've not they've quadrupled that five exits, six exits at three thousand restaurants. That's crazy. Yeah, they did definitely they did not take the the Shake Shack uh, style approach of managed slow growth. So, yeah, I mean, meh. I mean, well, Shake Shack doesn't have the benefit of burrito season. Well, Shake Shack makes good food. Mm. It's not great, like, but is but if it, if you if like, if, again, if, well, but, but, well, could, 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 if we, you're here well, to put have, Chipotle f- above, no, it's sh- below, 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 <laughs> no, not above. How dare. Um, if we're if we're talking about this again, but I and I respectfully, sir, um, if we your opinion about uh, fast food or fast casual food is is invalidated because you are somebody who enjoys the habit. Oh, it, it sucks. No, it's the I'm uh, okay. Like, no. do, do you just like do you not want to do the show anymore? Is that what you're trying? Are you trying I'm, to egg, egg me on? <laughs> the habit sucks. Like, oh, it's I, so it's it's uh, that's my favorite. No, gross fries. Mediocre. Bur- oh man, I would take a I would take a Shake Shack single Shack burger that's been sitting out on Van Ness Avenue for three days before I'd eat a Habit burger. We have such different views on this stuff because you you like Shake Shack. I think uh, Super Duper you enjoy. Super Duper is great. Ugh. Super no, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Stop, stop, stop. Super Duper in terms of Super Duper dollar for dollar is the best fast food you can get in the Bay Area. Oh gosh, disagree. No, cl- like again amazing garlic fries they're not authentic garlic fries which is what makes them good because i don't know if you've ever gotten garlic fries at a restaurant and then they're like insanely like it's like there's real garlic on it and then your day's ruined no they don't do that to you but no you just get yourself a single you get what's called a mini burger at super duper you get some bacon some cheese on it and it's fantastic and it's and it's very appropriately priced and it's great uh no well hold on so i what do you what's your opinion on gott's roadside i would say gott's roadside is a is second or third in terms of Bay Area burgers? It's I, I think I think it's really good. It is outrageously expensive. Like not to be that person. Like it, it really is. If a burger, fries, and a shake. It, I mean, seriously, is like well, over twenty five dollars. Well, but aren't you? How old are you? You're thirty five. Uh, yeah, don't don't feel it, but um, <laughs> well, on, on paper, yeah. Mm. Wait, don't feel it, as in you feel you're older or younger. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think based on the Wait, conversations I, we have i interpreted that as one yeah i don't no, think not, I, I don't think i say. phrased that i didn't phrase that right but wait but were you taking the over or the under uh, very much the over okay i well so then at your age at our age i i'm gonna cling to i think i'm like nine months behind you except my body is is it's it's it's, it's a solid 62 <laughs> um, <laughs> um they you should not be having a, a milkshake with a no i no don't 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 do that to yourself that's bad so that's what's driving up the cost like you either either um so that's the thing with milkshakes milkshakes are either the entire meal or you just get yourself a like a single patty burger and fries like that you're you're over ordering yeah you're probably anyway. right but even even burger and fries there it's 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 expensive but it's it's pretty good well, well, well sure but again but so is chipotle Chipotle, you get yourself like a, a bowl and some chips, and it's like sixteen dollars. No, it's not that much. Yes, yes. Chipotle. What are you putting like prices. double double meat? Like, what are you what are you doing? Double no. guac or something? How are you getting a bowl up to sixteen bucks? Uh, where do, wait. <laughs> okay, so hold on. So I just typed, I went to Google, typed in Chipotle prices. People also ask, why are Chipotle prices so high? 
is Chipotle more expensive now? How, what is the most, where is the most expensive Chipotle? What? Oh, they do do regional pricing. Oh, that's interesting. Well, they, all, all the fast food restaurants do, don't they? Yeah, kind of. Um, I don't know how to find the price. But again, we, we, live in the, we live in the Bay Area. You have so many options to get food that is so profoundly better. Yeah, I mean, when it comes to Mexican food, it's it's more often than not that we're going to a local, more authentic place. But Chipotle has its has its place. Chipotle tends to be um, more of like a lunch thing, and then the, mm-hmm. the 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 local, more authentic places tend to be a dinner thing. Is yeah, the way so, it usually goes. So two uh, two things. One, have you ever tried a place called High Tech Burrito? Oh, yeah, ab- absolutely. Oh, it's somehow worse than Chipotle. It's no. um, it's not it's not my favorite. But so we're, we're at Chipotle dot com slash order. Uh, a barbacoa standard burrito starts at eleven twenty, and that's before you add anything to it. So no, I, I think I'm right. If you do add chips and guacamole, you're you're at seventeen dollars pre pre tax. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, anyway, burrito season. Burrito season. Well, not not quite. Doesn't start till March. Oh, do you celebrate? <laughs> i will so, so, i will this year yeah that's the, re- the reason for the season all right um, I, I feel like i need to se- like celebrate the start of daylight savings time by going to oh my god chipotle because it's, it's it seems like that's kind of maybe the the official kickoff of burrito season mm-hmm. since apparently what what was the quote here it was uh it was daylight and weather weather, weather 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 and daylight with the yeah with an added mix of college students being in school is is the uh the the reason for the season yeah um <laughs> to uh two last 30 second points on this related to fast food again we need to repair this uh to for this uh, for the um continued going concern that is the show in and out highly overrated yeah i i, I agree i i think I've soured on in and out as I've gotten older I, I liked it as a kid and even like through high school but I think now as a like i guess a slightly more sophisticated adult when it comes to food um i'm not as into in and out the thing i'm also and then maybe this is like the the cranky old man mixed with a little bit of uh tech in me i also really it's it's obnoxious they don't have any sort of like ordering ahead system and you see these drive through lines there that are just like a million cars long and you're like mm. like who who's waiting in this like, no that that i'm actually fine with because because they're i think that would mess up the system like it's it, they, i don't think the drive throughs are because the way that they engineer it is they've got somebody out there with like an android tablet and they're, they're if the line is long enough where you're waiting for the thing they're taking orders before you hit the actual drive through so it's working as a fit like they're the food is being made as fast as it possibly could be made so that that's not the hold up so i mean i yeah i get it um i just feel like it's in and out is, is it's road trip food Yes. It is not like if you if you like just kind of like in that same shopping center that you're talking about with the Chipotle, they also have an in and out. If you live where an in and out is, you should not be going to an in and out. I've I've been to that in the uh five, yeah, yeah. five years I've lived up here mm-hmm. now. I've been to that location one time and it was because of a busy day and it was convenient. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh but also, I mean that that, that that's telling because you also could have gone to the Costco a 45 second drive down and just gotten yourself a shameful hot dog and a slice of pizza and you would probably been happier yeah i try i try not to do that i'm a sucker for costco pizza 
but try to yeah. not go down that road. At least it, like Costco knows how to stay in its lane. Like they know what what they're serving and what it is. And also there was this, the story of the CEO of Costco that I think like, don't quote me on this, but I think there was like literally a thing where he said that like to his CFO, if you raise the price of the hot dog, I'm going to kill you. I think like, I'm not even joking. I think that is an actual like quote in some business book. Like they, they will not raise it above 150. Uh, but also that means what on earth are they doing to the meat that it somehow is, is, is re- not recession proof? Or that might be foretelling. You, uh, um, it's inflation proof. You remember the chicken bake, right? Uh, as as somebody who used to be a bigger person than I currently am, I am very familiar with the chicken bake. Yeah, I you know they you know they also they sell them like in the frozen food section. You can buy a box of them. I think it comes with like very very aware. Yeah. Um, uh, the, yeah. the calorie count uh definitely has four digits it, it oh it absolutely does i think the probably the, the sodium count does too oh jeez. Um, yeah, yeah it's 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 bad and i i recall buying i think i've bought a box of those one time in college and and well we learned from our mistakes yeah um so sorry uh it was in and out what was the second thing oh, i forget it'll come back to me um i'll start the show okay uh you know what actually let's pretend this was a you know the dailies you know it's about 26 minutes long uh how many how many ads did, how many ads did we sell this this episode well i mean um, chipotle, chipotle was going to be our sponsor but not anymore well no they've got you on their side well yeah but after you're, you're, after you're, listening you're to star. your side of it they're they're gonna pull out or maybe they'll focus on the quality of their food um this is not good oh my god um, if you're in the Bay Area, go to uh, uh, any La Victoria in the Bay Area, predominantly in San Jose. You'll get yourself a much more, um, actually, a probably cheaper, a much better burrito. Or you can go to, in the Mission, uh, I think it's La Taqueria del Cancun or something. I think that's probably the best burrito in San Francisco. You should go do that instead. Um, or just go make it at home. Probably still better. Okay, start the show. So uh, what do we have in terms of follow-up? Uh well so we got to think about this so we'll we'll blow through the follow up and then I guess maybe pick like one topic from the new business section because then we got to we got to leave time for the the report card thing we can't punt on that another week I, I think we'll I think we'll do okay I th- I like yeah so let's let's blow through follow up I think we'll actually do all right okay um we talked a bunch about the um the Disney earnings last week and some of the things happening over there so probably not a need to um recap this entire wall street journal article but we'll we'll throw it in the notes it was a good write-up on kind of the overall like um org restructuring that that Iger's putting in place um which i think maybe we talked about a little bit last week too the the really interesting part of this um which i don't really think we got into but which i've i've heard in a couple of other places is the idea that they're sort of rethinking the future um, ownership of hulu where for a while it's been sort of a given that that disney would execute on their option to buy out uh comcast next year because they still own like 35 percent of it or something right right and I, I think the way that the ownership structure is set up is is in 2024 disney <clears throat> can unilaterally choose to buy comcast out even if they don't want to be um so they could take full ownership of it and I, it's been kind of the assumption that that's what they were going to do but now there i guess is is a bit of a a rethinking if that really is going to be the strategy and a lot of it comes down to you know what what kind of content 
do they want on Disney Plus? Do they just want everything with more mature stuff kind of siloed, which is basically what they do in every territory other than the U.S.? Um, or do they, you know, do they want Hulu to be kind of this secondary streaming service where that more mature content goes? There's also the the live TV package that Hulu has, which apparently does pretty well. Um, so yeah, it, it's a very um, very interesting um, debate that we we probably won't do justice here. So I'd, I'd encourage people to read this Wall Street Journal article and also listen to uh, Downstream. They've done a lot of really good um, conversations around the the Hulu thing. Yeah, the, the whole the the triumvirate or the 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 triple play or whatever it is of the Disney bundle as it is, which is the Disney Plus, Hulu, and ESPN Plus, it does feel incoherent in its current state. I mean, and just like I, I again, I don't have a lot of insight here, but I just feel like I'm not sure selling it really solves anything because until like it, it, I feel like the way that this would actually work successfully would be for. Sure, you divest or you sell your your stake in Hulu, and you kind of get rid of the, um, not problem problematic's the wrong word, um, the or not controversial, but like just like the stuff that doesn't necessarily fit with the Disney message, which is all the stuff that they got from 20th Century Fox, um, and, you, and that becomes somebody else's thing, and then maybe that for Comcast that lets them make Peacock be a thing that people actually want, but then you would then have to find a way to make ESPN and ESPN Plus a single product because ESPN plus on its own still doesn't make a lot of sense. Like right now for $6 a month or as part of like the $20 bundle package, it kind of makes sense. So yeah, they, they need to get more on that, but also like just Disney plus on its own feels less worthwhile. Like, I mean, I don't know. They like, wasn't this the quarter where they actually, this, they lost like a quarter of a million subs. It was the first month of, or first quarter of negative growth. I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like they have they they have to f- figure that out because right now it doesn't feel that coherent. Like Disney Plus, honestly, as as a, its its own proper thing, it's been in existence for like three years. And in terms of original content, that's not back catalog stuff. They have the Mandalorian. They have the Andor thing. I'm not sure. Do they have any other? And they have that Wandavision. I think that's basically it for originals. That uh, are people, people not really like, like throwaways. The, people like the Loki show. I would say the those oh, okay. are, those are the four: WandaVision, Loki, Andor, and the Mandalorian. Yeah, but, but they that, don't they don't they don't have a stranger like they don't have a mass appeal show, right? Like they don't have a Stranger Things. They don't have an Emily in Paris. They don't have anything like I, for as much crap as people give Netflix for somehow like oh everybody's going to cancel their Netflix because they won't allow you to share passwords anymore. At least they have extremely identif- identifiable content that's not specifically franchise based. Yep. Um, I have uh, found some episodes of Shrinking that have fallen off a truck, but apparently it is very popular and yeah. very good. And I'm still not sure what it's about. I know it has Harrison Ford in it, maybe. It does. Um, and you are very much on board with it. But uh, what was the what what makes it enter the show notes? Um, well, so it, it enters the show notes because there's this um, the company real good which i guess is a streaming analytics firm i'm i'm, I'm going to assume that they're legit um and they they i guess regularly um maintain a, a list of the top 10 streaming movies and tv shows across all the different platforms each week 
And Shrinking was number five on this list behind The Last of Us, Black Panther, Poker Face, and You People. And what's interesting about Shrinking is that, you know, Apple TV Plus's subscriber base is substantially smaller than all of the other streaming services. That's why it's it's really tough for, for their shows to crack any of these top lists. So for, mm-hmm. for it to be, you know, not only top 10, but actually number five on that list, I think is is pretty neat and it it you know it warms my heart because i that that show has has rapidly become one of my favorite shows in in a long time we just watched episode four last night and i mean it's just it's it's tremendously good i think i think i think you're really gonna like it again you know it's 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 got some really heavy elements to it but it's it's also smartly funny and yeah it's 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 so good Oh no, I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. I will, yeah. I'll. I I need to. I, I need something new, so I'll give that a shot. Cool. Um, I am not excited. I, I, okay, tee this up. But yeah. Uh, so Apple had announced that Ted Lasso season three was coming. I forget what the time frame they put on it before. I don't know if they said spring specifically or just like early. 2023 but in any case they've now come out and said that season three is going to start on march 15th and then they do um they do they do weekly releases um which i guess i guess everybody besides netflix does now um so Mm -hmm. first episode march 15th and then you know one week um one episode a week thereafter kind of the interesting thing well actually i guess maybe two interesting things um, which i'm i'm realizing here with this nine to five mac article is that um it's the the wednesdays are going to be the release day previously that's been friday um which is kind of annoying i disney's done this too where they used to release new episodes on fridays and they switched to wednesdays which i don't know it's i think it's kind of fun to have something to look forward to uh, on a friday night since watching new, new episodes of streaming tv is you know my idea of a kind of a lit friday night these days Sure, um, but also the magic of streaming is you can just watch it whenever you want. So you can just pretend it comes out on Fridays. Well, but the problem the there, there is there if, if it's a show that you're, you know, you'd rather not have spoiled, then it's like you're mm-hmm. spending two days trying to avoid all that stuff. I mean, not not to say that Ted well, Lasso is that show, but... But you don't use Twitter anymore. Who's who's spoiling it for you? Yeah, that, that's... T- not using Twitter makes that easier. That's true. Yeah. Um. So that that's one thing. And then the second thing is that we still don't know if this is going to be the last season or not. That's still a, still a question. So yeah, I, was, I was about to ask. Um, yeah, I don't. I haven't rewatched season two. I honestly have, am not at all excited for this. I don't know. I, I maybe I'm misremembering, but I feel like season two is actually kind of a a lopsided letdown. Like I don't. I do we we've talked about it on the show before? Like, are are there spoilers for season two, or is that are we in the clear? Oh, I mean, season two came out. God, how long ago was that? Yeah, I think I think we're in the clear. Okay, uh, spoiler horn. Uh, yeah, I I don't care that Nate is evil now. Like I I mean I just I don't know. I I don't remember anything being that memorable about the second season. And also, I do remember kind of the the Ted jokes being kind of one note. I don't know. I I'm 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 not terribly excited about it. So I will probably wait for you to be three weeks in and let me know if it's worth watching. Yeah, I'm I'm oh. excited. I still like that show. And another thing uh, to round up follow up that you were excited about is uh, uh, oh, so uh, this is a good week for me. Good, it's a good, it's a it's 
I hate to say it, but it, it's a good headline. Oh, and also the the one thing about this, so you, you'll you'll see this up in a second. But the person that they, I I I'm not, I don't know who this person is. I just assumed it was a regular everyday reviewer. But then I um read the comments on it. Apparently, the person who re- who wrote this is very much like an apps like top of best of their class like off-roader or something mm. like um no like they this this person emmy hall absolutely knows what they're talking about and yeah. also all the criticism is profoundly valid but what are what are we talking about so we're talking about uh a review um that the verge did of the hummer ev which i think just la- was it just last week i was um expressing my excitement about uh-huh. um sounds like basically every aspect of this car is um super super disappointing uh the the most hilarious thing about it is that of course you know the 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 hummer and like the h2 from years ago like you know the the thing about those cars was just the absolutely atrocious you know gas mileage that they would get and Mm -hmm. I, i think i even said something to the effect on the show like well you know this this basically solves that problem right but but it basically doesn't because it this car uses like a like hilariously large high capacity battery but doesn't actually get a ton more range than cars that have substantially smaller batteries so like on a per kilowatt hour basis it's actually wildly inefficient and actually ends up being you know, a lot more expensive to, to charge, which is just, so from the article, um, it is 2000 pounds heavier than the comparable Rivian R one T, um, for basically the exact same, uh, 300 ish miles of range under light driving. Yeah. Um, and you know, they, this article, I mean, we'll put this in the notes of course, too. It goes into a lot of detail about how, the car, it's just too damn big. It's just, it's too wide to be practical mm. in a lot of situations because of its weight. It also doesn't stop particularly well. Um, well you, you don't say. Yeah. Um, I guess the, because of the um, shape of the, of the windshield and the, the size of the front, it's also the, like the visibility is not very good. <laughs> um Oh, that's that's so well, so disappointing. How is this a disappointment? How how? Of course, it was going to be terrible. It it's it's Ryan. <laughs> there was no realistic hope this this wasn't going to be. A well, I mean, this is this is a hundred and ten thousand dollar car, so no, of course not. But you know, well, a, man, a man can dream. Well, again, the the Rivians look like there's there's one in no, my garage, or no. it's like it. Oh, it I don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> We're just we're not going to agree on anything tonight. I I, I really Again, I like don't... so no. I was taking a tally when I was actually like I this other, the other day I was like I was looking like I was like oh somebody somebody got a Rivian in, in the in the shared garage here, and no, there's one Bolt EUV, there's one Rivian, and like fucking twenty five Teslas, but there's um yeah it's the Rivians it's a compared to this I man, think like the Riv- I think the, the R one S is okay. I don't like the truck though. They're the same car. Like they like other than the fact that one, it's like if you with a truck where you can buy the thing that makes it look like you put the like the camper thing on it, like it's the same thing. Yeah, it looks I, like it looks like know, it has like I a weird smiley face on the front, like it's in a Pixar movie. But like, like that. compared to the Hummer, look at the front of this this 
the Hummer has like, cause all cars, because like fucking like Audi started this in 2010, all cars have to have these weird, like, I don't know, like if like a law got passed, every car has to have like super wacky front led lights now. So like, you don't just have like a, an emblem of the brand, a car, like the, like the, the hero image of this verge article, like Hummer is illuminated even with daytime running lights, but just like, oh, this car, this is an ugly car, man. And also, like, the other thing, like, the, some commenters pointed this out, like, it's, like, really unsafe. Like, if you if, if, if you get into an accident with this car, like, it's almost a 10,000-pound car. Like, it's going to kill whoever's in, like, it for that reason alone, like, that's the part where, like, how much how much does a Model 3 weight? Well, but that's, Model like, 3, that's a sedan, though. That's not really Okay, a... Model Y weight. The Model Y weighs 4,500 pounds. The Hummer EV is literally like, like I don't know. It, it it's 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 gross. I I I I'm so excited for like again whenever they make an Explorer EV and that Blazer EV comes out, I'd be all for it because I want there to be more competitors I'm, with Tesla. But the the Explorer EV is like by far and away the car that I'm most interested yeah. to see. Yeah, I want that for you. Like I want yeah. you to have a non-Tesla option. For when you get like a family car that's an EV, right? And I'm sorry, I'm I again, I do, I'm sure your housemates are going to be bummed that they're not going to be riding in a Hummer EV. But in two and a half years, you're going to have a much more sensible car, and it's going to be better. I think that Explorer EV is still a few years out, though it keeps getting delayed, which is sad. That's fine. Um, all right, and that rounds up. Okay. Couple quick things. Actually, let's just we'll throw this out super fast. When you're baking, do you weigh your ingredients or do you measure them by volume? I just recently started weighing my ingredients because I, I kind of had this epiphany where sometimes measuring stuff by volume is kind of a pain in the butt. And I I bought a kitchen scale, the the OXO one, of course. Um, when I started, you know, making uh, pizzas with the uni. And I, so I had this epiphany, like, wait, why am I not using this for like other stuff? And so I've started doing that recently and it's great. You'll sometimes notice when you do that, that you, like if you, because the thing specifically is like with, with, uh, baking is that, um, the flour content, like that's, that's one of your key ingredients and flour is a type of substance that can be compacted where the volume can be tricky. Yep. So that's where, yeah, I use my absurdly expensive and unnecessary espresso scale and yeah i'm I'm finding frequently that i have been putting too much uh too much flour in my recipes oh turns out yep um it's actually i think it's like i don't think there's a lot of news here but it, but it's something that you apparently felt strongly about so um and in the advent of uh turner or Warner Brothers and David Zaslav talking about, hey, the TNT doesn't actually need the NBA or whatever his quote was. Um, rumors are that NBC and Comcast are going to be pushing hard for NBA rights. And so none of this actually matters because apparently like incumbent or existing streaming or uh, broadcast partners have, what was the term? Like an exclusivity something? What is it? uh uh well yeah what was it um exclusive negotiation rights yeah so unless they waive that 
it doesn't actually matter that much because these rights won't come up for review until spring 20 <laughs> burrito season 2024 yep um so interesting i was not a um a uh basketball fan in that period of time like i mean i tangentially was aware that matt not magic johnson michael jordan was a good and the bulls were good but i didn't you, you apparently have a strong affinity to for i guess marv albert or wh- whoever was the guy on nbc and apparently the the theme song you can put that in the show notes because you and other people online felt very strongly about that yeah i honestly i didn't even realize that the theme song was referenced in this cnbc article like i just as soon as you sent me this that i just immediately thought of the theme mm-hmm. song and then searched for it on youtube and sent it to you it's 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 tremendous you you've listened when, to it right i did and i do think it jogged something in my memory but when i but the but whenever i heard like because uh, there was another article on whatever um like reddit thread i saw this uh, article on was uh like the yeah they meant they mentioned the theme song but the only and like i'm the more iconic one that i remember is just like the abc sports espn one that they played during the finals but the reason is because you remember that was that video when uh somebody had paired that on twitter with uh somebody rolling in like the first batch of vaccines into like a medical clinic <laughs> yeah i do so whenever, I do remember that. yeah so whenever i think of the nba theme song that is what i think is, is somebody with like a like a, a radio flyer like or like like or some like wagon bringing in a bunch of the pfizer vaccine and then it's paired with the like stuff that you hear on the nba finals and that was that's just that's a fun thought experiment that is fun all right um Again, we're, we'll probably never get to this. So Amazon is going is talking about uh, re. Uh, so Andy Jassy is is he the CEO now? He right. um, is saying that they're going to go big on physical stores, which uh, that's surprising because they uh, unceremoniously and also in a pretty shitty way to all their employees uh, closed all the Amazon four star stores, of which there were several in the Bay Area, uh, like with one day notice. In uh, and I don't know if. Because we I actually think we both went to one. Um, there was a before there was Amazon four store, Amazon four star stores. There were Amazon bookstores, and there was one in Santana Row. I think we went to after like a WWDC. I don't know if they closed those as well, but you know, I mean, they you Amazon gave retail a hearty try and then said screw it. So I'm surprised that apparently everything's well, gonna be great now. This is well, this is. This is a weird thing. So I'll read a couple of quick quotes. So this is all from Jassy saying, we're just still in the early stages. We're hopeful that in 2023, we have a format that we want to go big on, on the physical side. We have a history of doing a lot of experimentation and doing it quickly. And then when we find something that we like, doubling down on it, which is what we intend to do. So he's saying that they want to go work. What's that? Is that not how most ideas work? But anyway, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's saying he wants to go you know, all in on the physical side of stores, but doesn't know, or at least isn't saying like what that format is going to be. And to your point, all of the formats that that they've rolled out so far, they've, they've, I guess, not been happy with. Um, Well, because the part that, the part that's interesting this is, I guess, like, have you, I mean, do you do much in-store whole food shopping? Or you strictly like uh, 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 drive up or whatever it's called. We, we do the we do the curbside thing once a week. Yeah. yeah, but like I can't tell if they're saying like expand on that because like that 
maybe kind of makes sense, but like, and also, uh, this article reminds me that I forgot. Well, I, I didn't forget because I drive by them all the time, but like Amazon ghost stores, like when I think like they want to go big on retail and physical store, like that's that the, what incarnation would it be other than what they tried with Amazon bookstores and Amazon four star? Like, I do think those stores were unfocused and just a hodgepodge of crap, but that's, isn't that kind of Amazon's MO? Like it's, 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 it's like the everything store. That's, that's literally what Jeff Bezos used to say. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, I mean, are you somehow going to curate it differently? I, I, yeah, I, I just don't get what they're going to do differently where they're willing to, what was the quote, double down on it or quickly go, go, yeah. go big. Yeah. Number one plus like, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. Uh, have you been an Amazon go in the past five years or did you go like twice and that was, that was enough for you? That's the one that doesn't have cashiers. It was the one where you scan a barcode and you has a uh, quote, just walk out technology. Yeah. I, I went, I went a couple times when they, they opened the first one in San Francisco and I was like, Oh, this is, this is neat. I really want to, and maybe next time you go down to Southern California, you can make a road trip of it, but they have one in Washington DC and they have one in the outskirts of LA. Uh, or actually, it might be Irvine, hmm. uh, where it's an entire Whole Foods, uh, where you don't you can do the just walk out. I, feel oh, like I think that'd that's be in I think that's in Irvine or Tustin. Yeah, it, Tustin probably. Yeah, because yeah, because I've been to the one in Irvine recently, and that that one was very much not. All right, and then we will leave the Chat GPT stuff uh, for another week because that's yeah. gonna be that's gonna be a longer that that man. There's there were a lot of articles earlier today, including Ben Thompson's, and woof. There's there's a lot this was a, this, this was a, a topic I was not terribly interested in, but this week I'm interested. I'm now oddly interested in it. Well, so, and and, yeah. and we'll 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 get more into it next week. But I actually think you're touching on one of the really interesting point the points that Kevin Roos brought up in the episode of um, the Daily today uh-huh. is it it it's really really shocking how fast this has all happened like the well, the, the, the first yeah. public version of chat gpt was only you know released a couple of months ago and you know you've now got microsoft you know baking it into their search engine and you've got you know google kind of trying to you know copy it like pretty pretty amazing i mean even in the fast you know moving world of tech like that's yeah crazy you know i'm putting it back because i don't i don't want us to forget about it but um yeah it's 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 weird and also just from like from a business perspective kind of what it will allegedly fundamentally change but also yeah there's 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 a lot there Mm -hmm. all right um let's talk about so jason uh unknowing to him uh friend of the show jason snell uh has had for the past eight years he's done a very fun and interesting um a comprehensive uh, project at the start of the year where he will send a survey out to 20, maybe, um, oh, Apple journalists. Well, and, way, well, more than that. We got 55 really? re- responses. And so he sends it out to, I think, a fair number more than that. But then, you know, okay, doesn't get so to, uh, yeah, to, to a bunch of uh, Apple journalists and observers and influencers, whatever, whatever you want to call it. And yeah, he will have them where I got to get the link up. He will have them uh, give Apple 
a grade for their perform- a prior year performance on various product and or uh, categories, and we'll also ask them to offer a brief, brief, bolded. He he really wants them to be brief um, uh, discussions about their uh, yeah their thoughts on why they gave that score. And the top the categories are Mac, iPhone, iPad, Watch, Apple TV services, HomeKit, hardware and software reliability, developer relations, environmental and social accountability, and wearables. Um, and for we won't talk much about the actual like what other people said because it's our show. So, but you can go listen to upgrade episode uh, four hundred forty six to hear uh, Mike and Jason talk about it. But now we're going to talk about it. So, do you just want to run in order, or, or do you have any preamble to add? No, I think I think let's go go in order. All right. Uh, primary host first. Go for it. <laughs> so we'll we'll go t- top top to bottom on the uh, yes. first chart. Okay, yeah. So the Mac. Um, well, so we we should preface something actually. I guess before we go into this. Um, oh, no half points. Well, yeah, no half points. Um, at least some of my scores, and I, I suspect some of your scores um, are going to be on the lower side, and we're going to be mm-hmm. a bit negative at times. But it's no. it's. <laughs> it's out of a well, place of love it's because we care about the stuff and where it's not as good as we are hoping it is the reason we're being so down is because we want it to be better um but with that out of the way actually my my first score is an easy one the mac for me this year and we're also going to be kind of like jason you know as a kind of you know apple kind of pundit sort of looks at the big the bigger picture like i my scores are going to be more from sort of my personal perspective and personal use oh, of course um, so the, the the mac for me is a five this year and that's really easy so this this was this was my year of getting into uh, apple silicon first i got a macbook pro through uh, work with an m1 max and then you know over the summer i got a um personal macbook air the one of the new you know m2 models and they're both just terrific computers particularly from a from a hardware perspective which is kind of what i'm focusing on um with this score they're they're both just i basically the i mean well not i mean literally the the two best laptops um i've ever had and it's actually so i have one of the you know big ass 15 inch macbook pros and then i've got this you know 16 16 that's right yeah um and i've got you know one of these super thin light um macbook airs and so these machines are hilarious side by side in fact they're both on my desk here now and it's just it's funny to even look at them side by side but shows you sort of the the range of apple silicon and and how you know flexible it is and how powerful it is so yeah i mean the, the mac for me is a is a total total home run this year <clears throat> so i gave it a five uh it, i would say it's a four if you include uh displays so <laughs> the the so yeah what, what, what did i write all right i just i gave i i, I jotted down some notes during a slow period today so yeah something like it because i uh, software quality i don't i don't know if we're including os 10 here in the in the experience but basically the hardware is fit, like the mac studio which i because uh, I, I i find this is to be, to be a failing on your part is that i had to wait like two extra months for my mac studio because you did not properly alert me that it was it was made available oh how dare you i i did alert you and you just didn't 
<laughs> you just didn't acknowledge it. You should have had an alternate solution to to me <laughs> disconnecting from the internet for seven days. There, or you should have basically thought, "Hey, let me just buy the one I think, I think he wants," and I then think, I just would have. <laughs> I think not only did I do that, I think I literally warned you before you went out, like, "Hey, it sounds like some of these rumors actually might be kind of like something you'd no, be interested that's, that's, in." That's, that's that's not how I remember it. Again, you should have, you should have <laughs> just chosen to make a five thousand dollar purchase sight unseen, and then we would have sorted it out later. Anyway, the Mac Studio is the best computer I've ever used in my entire life. It is uh, incredibly fast. The fans never come on. It is, it's bolted underneath my desk. I never see it. I never think about it. And it never crashes. And it's fast. And it's a great computer. I love it. Um, yeah, it's, 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 it's fantastic. I'm very happy with the Apple Silicon, Silicon transition. Um, even my one and a half inch or one and a half inch, my one and a half year old M1 Max Mac Pro still feels like I have absolutely probably to the detriment of Apple. I have zero, like literally zero desire to upgrade or replace it. The fact that like you got a speed bump this year, I don't care. It's fantastic. It has no issues whatsoever. The battery life is great. I am a heavy user of that computer and I charge it like once every three days. Um, it charges over USB-C. So if I forget to charge it at home, I don't have any like I can just plug it into anything. It's great. Um, yeah, it's a great computer and the Mac. Uh, yeah, it's great. The studio. It, so if we. So do you think the studio display? Like that's the only place it would fit in, right? Yeah, technically, but I'll. I would allow you to kind of ignore that. Well, so in that so in that case, it gets dropped down to a four. The studio yeah. display is is a terrible product. It, it, it mostly because I I I resent so. One, it has it has a potato for a webcam, and that that's just that's trashy. And also, the pricing sucks. As as we talked about when the product came out, you could go to Best Buy, like even though they discontinued the um, the Intel based IMAX, but you can go to like BestBuy.com and buy a thirteen hundred dollar IMAX that had a full fudging computer attached to it with a better webcam, actually, for three hundred dollars less than you could the studio display. Like it's, it's mind boggling to me. Like it, it's, it's a lousy display. Like it, the screen is fine, but for a screen that like is almost $2,000, it's no better than an iMac. Like you just, it feels like that, that one is a big bummer to me. And I'm, I am this year at CES, there was actually a couple, like a couple of Samsung and Dell monitors that are actually like, like targeting that specific like hey a somebody five, wants a 5 to 6k yeah like and that that was an underserved market i'm actually going to look at that cuz i just yeah the webcam on this thing sucks and the image quality is fine but it's it's unremarkable so i am considering that so yeah mac if you think of just mac as being a computer 5 if you include the studio display it's a 4 fair iphone i was going to give this a 3 but after thinking about it a little bit more today, I'm going to give it a two. Hey, one um, sec. All right. So where, where to start here? So specifically with the iPhone 14 Pro Max, which is what I have. So it's three headlining features were always on display, dynamic <laughs> island, about that. Mm-hmm. and better camera. And I think all three of those features are tremendously disappointing. Uh, the always-on display really doesn't add any 
value to my overall iPhone experience. That the nicest thing I can say about it is that as someone who is, you know, regularly holding um a toddler, I, there are many situations where I can't really easily look down and see what time it is on my watch. So if my phone is somewhere nearby, I can now peek over and see what time it is. So that's kind of nice. But that's literally so I guess so the clarifying point is you have not turned it off. Well, so I've not turned it off, but the thing that I have done, which they added in one of the point releases, is they've um, added the ability to not have your phone display um, your current wallpaper. Because that, that's what it does by default, is it tries to basically have your screen look as if it you know, does like when you're actually using your phone, but it's just kind of dimmed. And it it was very very distracting, um, and so they they gave you the option to do that. So now I have it where it's just you know a black background, and it just shows the the date and time. So that you know that's really just not very well utilized. The dynamic island, I mean, we we just were talking about that. I think last week. I mean that that and you know in conjunction with live activities has just not been taken advantage of either by apple or third-party developers so that's been really disappointing and the camera i you know just i don't think really is all that big of a big of a difference so those three headlining features were all disappointing and then you know this year's phone is also you know you have to fit it into the the broader context of where the iphone is you know in in the last few years, which is, you know, we're now on year three of the same design, which, you know, I'm not the person who is demanding a new design every year, but it's now the third year of this design. And as somebody who buys the pro phone every year, it's the third year of a kind of boring pro design with really boring colors. You know, these phones are really heavy they're just in some ways they're actually just not as nice and fun as the non-pro models um so we're on the third year of that so yeah i mean like i mean the the iphone is still the best phone out there um it still runs ios which is pretty solid but i don't know there's there's a lot a lot to be i think disappointed in this year's phones so yeah two okay so we mostly agree uh, so I get, yeah, iPhone 2, the iPhone 14 is a complete bust, and I regret upgrading. The iPhone is, so, the the biggest disappointment, I would say, is the camera, because, like, so one, they've kept the silly 3X lens. They added, and this this was the part that's, that's frustrating, is they added as a tease, because of the in allegedly improved sensor um a simulated 2x mode that uses the standard what used to be called the wide lens it uses that and then uses some de-skewing technology to try to fix for the like focal distortion and stuff like that to to try to simulate what a 50 millimeter lens would look like and that like again the having the, the keeping the 3x lens is it was a mistake and the sensor improvements are all but obviated and just not not really relevant because of Apple's profound and misguided reliance on heavy-handed computational photography secret sauce that makes the, the 
pictures like I'm I'm routinely disappointed with the with the image quality of photos on an iPhone. And I assume and I, I think you'll like probably like understand what like what I'm describing is you take a picture and you open it and then you wait like two seconds and then the iPhone makes the picture worse. Like it shows you the picture it actually took and then it does like all like the deep fusion computational bullshit and then and then the, the photo is worse so no the, the camera on the iphone allegedly on a technical basis got better but it's either the same or worse so that 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 that's not great the dynamic island uh like because the the 13 pro had the 120 hertz screen already right right so that wasn't an improvement the always on display i Turn that off immediately. Like, I mean, I, I I turned it off because I hated the wallpaper thing. But even without that, I I cannot see any. Like, I I don't I don't have a toddler to 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 hold in my arms. So like, therefore the the wrist thing is not really an issue for me. But yeah, turn that off immediately. The dynamic island, as we've talked about multiple times. Like, I I am not as on the live activities bandwagon or or uh, that's not the, the the dream that i that you have that I, like i i don't care but yeah dynamic island now just means i have stuff to crop out of my screenshots or swiping to do and it's now harder for me to scroll to the top of a list view so that's strike two and i had a third one what was the third one like it's just like the phone is just not like it's the third year of the same phone and it's just ultimately not any better. Like the 13 Pro, like the Sierra Blue was better than the purple. Like the like it just like it just ever, yeah. This this wasn't a good year for the phone. I yeah I, I I feel nothing about it, and it's just yeah yeah two thumbs down. iPad. Um, I'm gonna go with another two, and I'm gonna keep this pretty short and simple again i'm I'm not going to go into like the mess that the lineup is in and and some of the questions around like does the ipad pro even need to exist especially if apple's going to go down the route of touchscreen max like i won't we won't get in any of that but just even personally like the way that i can justify my two or the reason that i, I went with the two is because i have a 2018 ipad pro and feel absolutely no desire or need to upgrade and (laughs) as you know carlos i'm the guy who upgrades his iphone every single year and in general upgrades his apple products way more often than i need or probably should and so the fact that i have a almost five-year-old ipad that i'm still perfectly happy with i think speaks to just how little they've done with that platform over the last number of years. And that's just, I'm sorry. So real quick, you have the single camera 2018 iPad pro. Correct. Yeah. Okay. All right. I gave the iPad a two. Uh, I'm not sure my opinion counts because I'm somebody who has always basically always hated the iPad. Like I, 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 and the problem is like, this is like a weird decoupling with the whole like Mac centric or Apple centric, like punditry podcast circuit. Is it, I've always known and known and like, yeah, my, my intellectual, 
um, consistency on this has been crystal clear. I, I have thought the iPad sucked at multitasking since 2014. Yep, I know no flip flopping here. And like I, we've somehow wrapped around far enough where all the people who were trying for like five years to make the iPad a thing that it never was have somehow wrapped around to being like, oh yeah, fuck it, let's just use a Mac. Like yeah, that's very satisfying. But yeah, the iPad, it's it's a it's a mess in so many ways. The software. Like they keep doing all like like uh, Mike Germantrout from uh, I don't know if it's Breaking Bad or Better Call Saul, the thing where he talks about no half measures. Like that's 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 literally what every time they try to make iPad multitasking suck less is they just won't give you what you actually want, and it makes the iPad worse for somebody who just wants to use it for casual use. So I don't know. The iPad uh, has been mediocre and continues to be. Uh, the frustrating part this year again like i don't i don't i'm not really in the market for it so the ipad pro like i don't have that deep philosophical like hatred of um like kind of like why is the ipad pro got a refresh that was not a refresh and that means that nobody's going to get the product they actually want until like 2024 my only thing is is like that i have complained for so long that if you use it in like a magic keyboard and you're doing a facetime or a, a, a zoom chat with somebody else it looks like you're looking off to the side because the camera's in the wrong spot and if they had moved that feature to the iPad Pro, I think so many people would be actually be happier. But no, it, it is rele- like the camera being in the right spot has been relegated to the lowest, sorry, the second to bottom lowest end iPad. And that's just absolutely ridiculous. The it iPad is, is kind of... A- isn't, it, isn't it so crazy that when you, so like you think about my 2018 iPad Pro and how it still, you know, runs iPad OS perfectly. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, that that's... I mean, you. I think you probably know this a little bit more than me. Like, I mean, that's very much not true on the iPhone, right? Like, you try to run. No, that no. Even even like honestly, like even an iPhone 11 or an iPhone 10s, like no, they still run pretty darn good. Okay, well maybe maybe nope. scratch that point then. But I just I well, guess but, that, but like, that's the whole. Well, I mean that, that's the whole thing where like iPad has always been like the heart. Like it's and again like, they talked about this on upgrade. It's like the hardware has always outpaced in terms of like just like even when they did the very first iPad with like what was it called the A12Z or A12X or something, like it had so much headroom in terms of like processing power to accommodate future improvements that never actually came yeah yeah that's that, that no that's funny like and that's the thing where i have actually because my i i this is not because i use my ipad but i've i have an ipad air 64 gig which is not enough memory even if i use optimized storage and stuff on icloud so i've actually i have a slick deals alert and i'm hoping there is some like refurbished 2018 ipad pro with like 256 that like is just available for a really low price that is what i'm looking for i don't care about the new ones at all so i yeah i'm if you ever want to sell your do you have a 256 do you want to sell your five-year-old ipad i'd probably I, buy it. I actually i actually think i have exactly the model you would want because it's it's the 2018 model 256 with cellular if if if, if it if it has not become an elmo ipad and it doesn't have like a, a kid a kid a kid dense uh, i'd actually be into that um uh yeah two yeah, two. Um, I watch. I promise not all of my scores are going to be a two, but I'm going to stick with that number here. I'm. I was happy this year that Apple tried to, you know, branch out the the Apple Watch line a bit more with the Ultra. But I think it's a really lame direction they took it. Extreme sports is is not something that I'm personally interested in, and it feels like a very niche kind of 
appeal to me. Like I think Apple got a ton of credit just for doing something new without sort of pausing and asking like, well, but did they create something new that actually is going to appeal to Well, you're you're asking the Jurassic Park question. The what? What's the what's the quote? Like we didn't stop and ask if we should or something. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I like the the ultra does nothing for me, and I mean, gosh, you know, we're we were complaining a minute ago about the iPhone, or I was at least complaining with the iPhone hardware being a bit stagnant. Like, holy cow! I mean, the the watch has been the same for four years now well hold hold on sir i'm sorry the year if you buy the series 8 apple watch it will falsely call support for you it'll call 911 for you when you're skiing <laughs> um okay. I, right. again but, but like i mean we are correct we you know we, we talked about this when they came out in the fall like I, I i have i have upgraded my apple watch every single year since it came out it's in what 2015 which you know, I didn't need to do that every year, but but I but I did because it's a device that I really like a lot and use a ton. And I for the first time did did not upgrade my watch this year, and have never for a second thought about doing so. Um, in fact, actually, you know, I really should have gone with the one here because <laughs> they also took away. Um, the the um the so you're, you're, your finishing the, colors or yeah the 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 titanium like blackish gray color that i have like there are no there are no good colors on the apple watch this year which is also really disappointing and, and on, on top of that i mean i guess like I, I guess i've tried to save most of like the software stuff for like the software quality section even though i don't know if that's actually the intent of that but watch os also continues just to just be bad like it's just it hasn't really evolved it still just runs slower than you think it should like i don't feel that way on any of apple's other devices and like i get i get that the form factor of the watch is a bit unique but it's still just everything everything about it just feels kind of slow and unresponsive so two Although, again, I think if I would have thought a little more carefully about the color situation, I might have even gone with a one. Man, I thought I was the mean one on this show. Okay. Um, oddly, okay. This this kind of, I guess this kind of makes up for all the fast food stuff. I mean, we're, we're oddly in sync on this. So yeah. the watch, I gave it a three. So the Series 8 was a non-update. So that, meh. Like, I mean, it, it's, it's treading water. Like, I mean, that that's fine i have my series seven i've gotten to my groove with it being a cellular like phone free running and hiking situation so i like i like like the apple watch is a very valuable product for me so it gets a lot of credit and like in positive mindshare vibes for that reason i and you can tell me if i'm if i'm you you can edit this or you can tell me if i'm wrong about this but like so People who feel, I guess, positively about the watch right now are people who are advocates of the Apple Watch Ultra, but I think that's misguided, and I, and, I, and I hate that approach. So one, I just philosophically philosophically don't like the Apple Watch Ultra because in San Francisco, you see a lot of people with it, and I, I, you people can check my Strava profile. I'm, I'm no Usain Bolt, like I'm not, I'm not, but I mean, I feel like I do a decent amount of physical activity. And I don't need an ultra like people who have it. I feel like when you're buying it, it's like 
it's like somebody buying a Hummer EV or somebody who has like like some like some big ass F three fifty truck and acting like you're 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 in a construction site building houses or you're going off road and no you're 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 going to the Target you're you're going to the Whole Foods and you're getting your like you don't need it and it's it's like it's this level of like uh, semiotics like signaling what you think like I I get it. I know there's aspirational stuff and you want, but like of the people who have bought ultras, I, 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 one in 20 has ever been scuba diving or is doing an Ironman. Like there are some people who are the kind of athletes that it's appropriate for. Like if you just want like a big ass watch and you want to show that you bought the most expensive thing, good on you. But like, I feel like the ultra so one, there's that whole discrepancy in terms of who's the buyer and who's the products for. And again, that part I feel is, is squishy and that's maybe unfair of me and I'm, and I'm being judgy, I'm, I'm sure. But the other part of that is that what frustrates me about the product lineup is that I feel like the existence of the Ultra is going to, it's setting a precedent and is going to give Apple license to restrict the new or cool features that otherwise would have made it into the Series 9 and keep them barricaded in this other product that is not for me and is not for most people. Like, I don't want this chunky-ass big watch that communicates that I think I'm more of an athlete than I am. Sorry, Ultra owners. But, like, that's... I, I feel like they're going to think, like, hey, the Ultra is driving up the average selling price of this product category. So, in September, when we make the next new thing... Uh, a couple of cool features that could have been in the series nine won't be there. They're going to be part of the ultra. And that's that. I think that sucks. So the, the developments this year of the Apple watch are not for me and not everything has to be for me, but it has, but, it, but the, where it's manifesting is something that I feel is, is kind of, kind of, kind of lousy. Apple TV. Um, mm-hmm. I'm going to go, I'm going to go four here. Um, so you know, I'm I'm a household that's got you know a TV with you know our an OLED TV that's got the Apple TV connected to it, and that's basically the only thing that I use on that TV now. And then we've also got you know one of those TCL TVs with with Roku built into it, and that that, that Roku TV is 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 great. Um, I really like it a lot. But when you compare it to using the Apple TV on the OLED. The experience of using an Apple TV is just, it's just better than any other streaming hardware. It's just, it's, it's way, way more responsive. You know, the, the app layouts are generally a lot better. Um, It's just, it's a really, really solid streaming device. And, and given that, you know, I've cut the cord now and everything. So, I mean, everything I watch now is streaming, like that streaming hardware is all the more important and the Apple TV box is is by far and away the best streaming device that's out there. It's it's still a little more expensive than it probably should be. I mean Apple did, you know, work on that a bit this year, but you you do get what you pay for. So, yeah, a 4 for me. Apple uh Apple TV gets a 5. USB-C remote and they made it cheaper. Yeah. Next topic. Yeah. Like no, again, like it's it's uh, Apple TV is great. Uh well, that's overselling it. I fundamentally like the way that the Roku works and also their business model just frustrates me, so I would never buy a Roku. Um 
So, but but just the Apple TV, it's unfussy. I never use the Apple TV app, so I I don't get what everybody's mad about in terms of like the way the up next queue works. But like, no, they they, I think one hundred twenty nine dollars. Like I've I'd always had the issue where somebody would ask me like, hey, what streaming box should I buy? And I could never really say like I'm a dummy that would spend one hundred eighty dollars on the Apple thing, but that was way too much money. One twenty nine is in the realm of reason to suggest a product to somebody. And it meets that now. So yeah, cool. Services. Um, I'm going to go five here. And that's mostly because of Apple TV Plus. That that's turned into a really, really great service, I think. You know, my, my favorite show of last year for all mankind was is on that service. Pretty much everything they've put out on it has been really, really good. Um, and you know, on, on top of that, I'm an Apple one subscriber. I you know really enjoy, um, Apple music. I also think that like Apple news is, is okay. I can't say it's something I use a ton, but when I use it, it, it actually is, it's pretty pleasant to use. And I, I've used it a little more now, like in kind of my post Twitter, you know, news following habits, um and you know all of this like i mean icloud continues to be totally rock solid which you know if you go back far enough like <laughs> apple's cloud infrastructure we would never would have heard the phrase rock solid um so yeah like across the board but particularly because of apple tv plus i'm i'm a five here uh so services i gave a five i wrote what did i write down i wrote i don't like apple music but sure tv shows okay sure um, so I didn't know if this one fell under software quality or the iPhone or which, where it should fall. But the reason it gets a five for me is, uh, iCloud shared photo library. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's a good one. It's, well, it's just a feature that should have been around forever. Sure. But for me, I, it, it I, I have the antisocial iCloud shared photo library. It, it feels such I a told niche you. need I, for me. I told you it'd work. Yeah. You didn't believe Stop. me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you didn't, you should have stopped me from wasting an entire weekend trying oh, you do. weird ass ways to try to figure out <laughs> because, well, because it doesn't work the way you'd expect it to, or the way that it should, you shouldn't be able to just, and it, it should be more complicated than it was. Anyway. <laughs> um, I'm still, I still, I, I'm not, uh, anno- I'm still annoyed that it, um, when you are using the selector tool, it still it now takes a little bit of time to pull up seventy thousand photos instead of twelve thousand photos in my personal library, because it, it there's no way to select what library you want to pull from. That I, I that's that's an opportunity. But anyway, services is a five for that reason. The part that I feel like should drag it down is that it, Apple's thirst for services revenue means that it is the year 2023 and the free tier is still five gigs like it's it's that for a company selling 800 to a thousand dollar phones i feel like that actually should be a a legitimate knock against the product in that way because that that's that's not cool like i don't i i don't think apple has any business making tv shows but they're making fine tv like like fine like the just like yum brands has a bunch of restaurants that nobody really needs to go to like sure if you, if you can make money great but the the five gigabyte thing on a thousand dollar iphone 14 pro feels scummy and that is a result of the thirst for uh extra money on services so 
Um, uh, yeah, since there are no half points, five. HomeKit, I'm, I'm gonna. I guess I'll go three. Like HomeKit is is fine. It's it's by far and away the best smart home platform. But as has been extensively talked on talked about on this show that is a could not the the bar could not be any lower for that category given everything else that's that's out there but i really do like the flexibility of it i have a couple of very very simple automations with some lights in the house that are based on you know sunset and you know the fact that it dynamically updates as sunset time changes throughout the year like i like that a lot but smart home stuff is bad so the score can't be any higher than a three i give it a one but i also don't have much <laughs> familiarity with it like just because like my the part the 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 bmi bonnet here is is that like i feel like home kits no better than anything else so then why do they get credit for they, they're not any of like the promises of what HomeKit is going to fix or make better have all been kind of wrapped up in that like, hey, Matter is going to somehow fix this. So no, Apple doesn't get credit because they haven't solved anything. Like I, on Upgrade, they did talk about the HomeKey thing. I don't have any experience with that. So I, I that sounds cool. But everything else, the Home app, anytime I accidentally open it, it looks like a nightmare. I, when I was trying to set up my Christmas tree, uh, did HomeKit didn't save me there. I still had to use the 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 wacky un, 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 impenetrable Wemo app, and there's and then it tells you the thing of like, oh well, if you set it up in this app, the HomeKit automations are going to break, and don't don't do this. Like that that is not an edge case. That should not no HomeKit one next. Yeah, smart home stuff is bad. Um, yeah. Hardware reliability. This would have been a five, but it's a four for me because of that weird haptic engine issue that I had with my Apple Watch, where oh, yeah. after a handful of days, it would just stop working for all notifications, like anything that would use the haptic engine until I restarted my Apple Watch. You could do some Reddit searches. There would, was a number of people mm-hmm. complaining about the the same thing. Te- technically, wasn't that 2021? Um, no, I think no, no. Th- this this was last year. Yeah. Well, no, because you because you bought uh, this. You you don't have a Series Eight, so the Series Seven would come out September twenty twenty one. Yeah, but then I I dealt with it for a long time oh, it, until you know it was it was a it was it was an issue from the time I got my Series Seven all the way through the spring. Every time there'd be a Watch OS update, I thought, okay, this is going to be the one that fixes it, and I waited <laughs> until the spring. And I thought, well, maybe this is like, maybe this is a hardware issue. Cause if it was going to be software, like surely Apple would have fixed it by now. And so I, you know, went through the replacement program, which that actually, that was, that was a really nice experience. Um, but then, you know, my replacement series seven had exactly the same issue. And I think, um, I mean, this was also then around then the same time that my, you know, newest new housemate came to be so i wasn't really thinking a ton about this stuff around that time but i think it was watch os 9 that finally fixed this because i because it, ha- it hasn't happened in a long time now um so i i don't know may- maybe actually this should be a software quality thing i don't i don't know but i'm gonna blame the hardware because it's the hardware thing so four mm-hmm. uh mine five 
no no, no yeah. complaints. Yeah. I mean, it's oh, my stuff's rock solid. So, sure. Yeah. Um software quality um I, I mean, I I I guess I'll I guess I'll go with a 4 just because like Apple software is definitely not perfect, so giving a 5 seems a little weird, but I'm not going to go any lower than a 4 cuz I also can't think of any major software issue that's a bee in my bonnet right now i think like overall well i mean ipad os notwithstanding all of other apple's platforms i think are in in a pretty good and stable spot uh three i it's it's fine i i have never actually tried to use stage manager so i actually can't complain about it in that way but uh, I've watched a couple of videos of it in action, and it looks pretty rough. I guess my the reason why I mentioned this is that so a couple of things. Fenter like one, there have actually been, and it's not something that gets covered that much, but there have been a lot of um, zero day exploits and a lot of like actual like there was an update to uh, iOS sixteen dot three dot one or whatever today because there was an actively being exploited update that impacted WebKit and all Apple platforms. There there have been more of those recently than there have been. Um, Ventura, which I am required to use because I wanted to use iCloud fo- shared photo library. Like it's kind of rough. Like normally I on my Macs will stay a version behind just cause like on, like I need my Mac to work. So I, I generally am not on the bleeding edge with that, but like the system preferences thing, like it, 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 it's, it's rough and there's some messiness about the os that i that i don't love but i guess my more fundamental thing and i and i don't think this is software quality but this is more of just a complaint about software direction is that i don't like or i don't think it's a a a sound strategy for like with wwdc this year they made a big thing of like and this feature is available on ipad iphone and mac all at the same time but it's generally not good on any of the platforms does that make sense it does that's a really smart like point. like or i guess like stage manager didn't need to be on the mac at all like multitasking has been a solved problem for decades on on the mac like you have you have expose you have like you, you I mean you have all this stuff like i don't know who the stage manager is adding value to on osn and it doesn't need to be everywhere, and that's that's one of those things where they're just, they're adding this stuff, but it's kind of buggy and it's kind of holding stuff up. And I just I don't think that approach is that sound. So that's that's the only reason why. Like I mean, again, I I'm not getting whatever. Like oh man, this is this is a throwback. Like kernel panics. I'm not getting like blue screens of death on my Mac. Like it it's mostly fine. The only other thing I, I wrote down that I think is a, a something that should be applauded is they did finally implement uh, end-to-end encryption on iCloud, which I think is kind of, I don't, I don't think I know if that goes in the Mac or the iPhone category, but that is something that they incorporated all across the entire lineup. And that's, I think that's important. So that, that, that saved this, that kept it solidly a three. Dev relations, I don't really feel like I have a super strong opinion about. Um, so I guess I'll go three there. Am I forgetting something that happened last year? What what am I, what am I forgetting? One, one, Apple's, okay. Developer relations. 
Apple's a greedy, terrible company. Like so, that, so one earlier in the year, all all the Epic lawsuit stuff. Sure, Apple bought some goodwill by if you somehow if if you gross less than a million dollars, you can get your Apple tax reduced from thirty percent to fifteen percent. But there have been so one there was the with the App Store. Like if you, if you just open the App Store, sure you have. I don't forget what the tab is where like it's just like hey, here's all the cool like you know like in iOS like nine they did the whole revamp where the app store is much more of kind of like a magazine and it was much more curated like the currently like with ios 16 the second gigantic like thumbnail or whatever is a big ass ad unit that they're selling to random people and then they also added uh, not just search ads you get ads on actual product pages and you'll remember the controversy of like the very initial like bidders of the people who bought all that stuff like it, it was like all like sketchy ass gambling ads. Like no, they're, they're like a lot of the app store changes were decidedly worse for stuff that was going to move the needle on services revenue. So Apple continues to be a terrible steward of the app store in the efforts of just making more money, not making it a product, uh, not making it a better place for developers or customers because the app store just keeps getting crappier. So no developer relations is one million percent a one. And also just like, yeah, stuff like they, they keep fighting against, um, uh, like, uh, of reducing their, like all, wasn't all the whole, like Korea and the Netherlands, like stuff about like their government's past, uh, policies to say that, yes, you must be able to enable third party processors, but then Apple kept going back and forth of being like, oh, well, let's, let's write the lousiest dialogue boxes to make people terrified of, of paying through anything else like i'm pretty sure that was all 2022 yeah so you know what you're you're totally right i blanked on a lot of that stuff i'm i'm gonna revise my score to a two <laughs> like but yeah but like apple shittiness knows no bounds with this because they get blinded by the money like that's the thing where it, it like it, it used to be that you, you paid more for the apple product but it didn't but it sucked less for various reasons and with this no it's 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 it, it's getting crappier just because apple like every other company found that the, Hey, if we can make money another way. So no, it sucks. Uh, developer relations. Yeah. No one. Uh, was in societal and environmental impact. Um, I'm trying to, trying to remember if there was anything like particularly note worthy this year. Um, I, I guess, I guess I'll go, three mostly because uh, apple you know it does feel like they do more than most but i I can't think of anything in particular from from the the past year that stands out to me in this category two and i i don't i don't uh, don't don't pull this as a soundbite i don't care about the environment like it uh, i care about the environment but in terms of what apple does for the environment I don't actually think a lot of that matters. Like, sure, your product is slightly like is slightly more recyclable, great. But it, again, from a social stuff, it, it, almost every way that Apple is entangled with China and also the mm. censorship in the in those areas, the fact that you get different maps in Russia based off of the annexation of there's a there's a lot of stuff that they do to continue operating in problematic markets. So as much as they want to say that they're for lgbtq plus rights and all like no 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 you don't apple yeah wearables that's fair um yeah wearables <laughs> for me this is basically a score of the um it's airpods airpods, AirPods like what, pro is, is there anything else 
like is is wearables are just headphones right unless i'm like because the watch is separate right yeah unless you unless you got a pair of airpods max this year or something um so the, you know, the, these are my, so f- four is my score. Um, you know, so the AirPods Pro 2 were my first pair of AirPods um, Pro. Or did, did the, the, when did the second, or the, was it third generation? When, when did the new regular AirPods come out? Was that this year I too? Think, or was that a lot the previous year? Uh, it might've been last year, but. Yeah, yeah. but I guess we're, we're mostly talking about the AirPods Pro 2. Um, so this is my first pair of, of Pro's. Um, and you know, we've, we've talked about it a fair bit on this show. They're, they're, they're really solid. I, I still don't feel like I've totally gotten the right fit with them. I don't know if it's just the shape of my ears or what, but I, I, I have a hard time keeping a good seal with them. Um, and I, they're not, I don't think they're super duper comfortable, but they're reasonably comfortable. Um, but yeah, I mean, the sound, sound quality is really good. Um, I'm not in situations where I use the noise canceling mode all that often, but you know, for, for earbuds that, that does work pretty well. People really, really rave about it. I, I think it's pretty good, but I, it, it, I wouldn't go so far as to say it's amazing, but I, I think what is really, really cool is, is transparency mode, which is what I use them in, you know, 95% of the time that, that mode is awesome especially like being out on walks which is really where i i use them mostly it, it's really really um good um I, I can't say that the the adaptive part of this whole adaptive transparency thing <clears throat> is something that i really notice i've never i guess have I, you have you ever uh, adjusted it can you adjust it well, that's, that's the, isn't that the whole point is that you can say like, I like, this is like the peak volume of outside. I thought that was the whole point. I don't, as far as I know, it's not adjustable. Like it just, it just dynamically chooses sounds that it detects as being really loud and kind of, you know, brings the volume down. Hmm. I'm also, I mean, I live in suburbia now, so I can't say I'm in a super noisy environment. So maybe I just haven't had enough good like test cases for it, but yeah. Has uh, your it, has your has your city banned uh, gas powered uh, lawn maintenance not, equipment? Not yet. Um, okay, so you, so that that that's probably the noisiest thing you encounter. Right, right. Um, and I I also never you know because I didn't have a first generation set of AirPods Pro. Like I I I haven't been able to like compare regular transparency versus adaptive transparency. So I don't know. May, maybe there is a bigger difference than I'm giving it credit for. But nevertheless, that that is a tremendously cool feature um spatial audio continues to be like really really bad um i um so with with um the last of us which which i watch on sundays you know i'll watch that on the apple tv but i'll i'll typically throw in my airpods just because you know i i yeah i want the volume to be up you know for that show but it's i typically watch it kind of later in the evening so i don't want to you know disturb the rest of the house um and you know by by default when you pair a set of airpods to an apple tv if you um, are streaming something that you know is in surround sound which like you know the hbo max app supports um it 
tries to do the whole spatial audio thing and it's just it's it's so bad and so you know immediately switched to stereo and that you know that sounds fine um so i guess i guess maybe that's that's why this maybe isn't isn't a five is because the airpods pro 2 fairly comfortable but not the world's most comfortable headphones i can't get quite the right seal with them a lot of the time and spatial audio um is bad but other than that they're they're great especially transparency mode uh <clears throat> i'm gonna say i i have no frame of reference here like i mean like I, I would just say four like i mean i haven't bought any new headphones like i I had the airpods pro got rid of them in favor of the airpods 3 and honestly i don't actually use those that much either one thing i wrote down is that like uh make a new version of the beats fit pro with adaptive adaptive transparency like i mean that's the only thing is like i those are my preferred headphones even for not working out those are the best headphones but like i i live in a, a busy and somewhat noisy part of san francisco and like yeah, like, I mean, but, like, there are sirens and, like, there's just loud noises and sometimes you get some jerk who has a motorcycle. And, like, it's stuff like that where if you have transparency mode on and you're not fast enough about, like, switching to noise cancellation while you're out for a walk, like, it's 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 too loud. Um, like, it, it's the accurate sound level of, like, what you were hearing. But, like, adaptive transparency is something that I really, really want. And that is not currently cascaded down to the Beats lineup. But otherwise, like, I mean, no. People seem to love their AirPods Pro, and I, I, I can't think of a, a reason to score less than a four. Well, there we go. We were pretty aligned there. Yeah. Again, I mean, if only wait, wait, wait until Apple could. If Apple made their own fast food restaurant, could that be a service? <laughs> I would. Would we be aligned on that? Anyway. All right. Uh, we're going long. Let's jump to stuff, uh, chefs specials. Um, I, I don't think, I don't think I have one this week. I was trying to go, go through my, my list here and I, that, yeah, I don't think I don't think Your I list have. meeting your Amazon order history. <laughs> that's, that's part of it. That's part of it. Um, um, watch, I'll d- double down on my last week pick. Go, go watch, go watch shrinking. It's great. Um, yeah, I don't have anything. All right, uh, a, a bye week, free week. Oh, hey, uh, no, no more football. People, that's that's my pick. Not having to hear about football for five months. 